Hello, and welcome to your Pointers for Parents podcast, where we support parents with anxiety as it relates to teens transitioning out of the home after high school, whether they're heading off to the college campus, the military base, or simply residential interdependence. Uh, today's episode is going to be awesome. We're talking with a mother and entrepreneur, Lori Pearson. Let me tell you just a little bit about her. And of course, all of you all already know that I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Lloyd. Lori is a wife and a mother of three. Um, and I just want to let you all know that, of course, two of her daughters went to high school with my daughters. And so I'm super excited and definitely do know her on a personal level. Uh, Lori grew up in Mississippi's charming Gulf Coast. Uh, her passion for the old and the new began in the eclectic city of New Orleans, where she owned a beloved antique shop at St. Charles Avenue. Uh, Lori is the director of L. Pearson Design, a Houston-based design firm that specializes in luxury residential interiors. Uh, Lori drew her inspiration from her southern roots, and her work is known for its simple elegance. Uh, she lives with her husband, and she does have three children. Lori, we are so excited that you're here today. Thank you so much for joining us. And before you're very, very welcome. And before we jump in, I just want to our listeners to just know, I know I said, uh, mentioned your bio, but I'd like them to know uh, just, a, just a little bit more about you. So if you can begin by sharing with us just your morning routine, what do you do when you wake up in the morning? What gets Lori started? Okay. Well, I am typically not a morning person, so it takes me a little bit of coffee. That's my first routine. I get up, hop out of bed, grab my coffee, and I start the day with making up my bed. have done that my whole life, and there is a book and now something that everyone says, begin your day by making up your bed, and it makes you feel like you've accomplished something. And for whatever reason, that gives me a sense of satisfaction. So start off the day making up my bed. I typically work out in the morning, so I try to finish up my workout and after that, really, sometimes shower to begin my day. Sometimes I just plunge right in because once I get started on my daily routine, my to-do list, I have a tendency to get wrapped up in all of that and I don't look back up till the end of the day. So that's kind of how I start. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. So you and your husband, you have these three children. Uh, I, as previously mentioned, I know that one or two of your daughters, of course, uh, went to high school with my daughters. Uh, when the oldest, and then you have a son as well. And so, and we can speak even from when the son went off or when Alexandra went off. Um, share with us what that was like when that initial transition occurred and they left home and went off to the college campus. Okay. Well, obviously it's different with every child and you live and learn, but you have this child that 18 years, 19 years ago, you began living for. Everything you did, everything you breathed, everything you said revolved around that child and getting that child to the point of going off to college or matriculating into being a, an adult. So, you work and work and work. And honestly, I, up until the day I left Alexandra, 
was working to reach the point of her launching. I did not give the leaving her, the absence of her, the loss of her much thought until I'd finished her dorm room. I'd finished the last unboxing, the last box. We had gotten her settled into her classes and where she was supposed to be. And you get all of that completed and then it's time to say goodbye. And even recalling that creates emotion in me because I remember thinking I just kept doing and doing and doing like a mom does up until the final hour of leaving her and never preparing not sure how I would have, not sure I had the time to prepare. But when I left her, it was like someone had cut my arm off. And so when I walked away, you know, you still see that child as being three years old, and you're like, leaving this person that you feel like has been attached to you for so long, and you leave them, you pray that you've done your job, and you pray that the Lord will be with them in their decision making, and that you've given them the tools to adult. So having said that, um, I, I never felt like there was a lot of preparation really consciously until I walked away from her. As I listen to you describe just those moments in that time years ago, you know, I find it interesting that those emotions are a universal theme that cuts across and resonates with a number of us parents, um, despite our culture, our ethnicity, despite our profession, ages, and really gender, it, it, it resonates. And it's something that, um, that you mentioned you, I mean, do you, like, we don't know what we don't know. And exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. And, and the same with me, because we're in that prep mode, which is what we've been in since they were, were babies. So I appreciate that transparency. That's powerful. So even before, um, that departure, even before that launch. Do you recall or remember any conflicts or any pulling away or any um, disturbances or, or issues that surfaced before that her leaving or? 100%. So I am right now in the throes of my youngest about to go off, and that is kind of a different pulling away, but that has definitely resonates with me more with my youngest, but with my oldest, when she was leaving, we had had that storm. There was, um, was it, I believe it was Harvey. Mm. I believe it was Harvey. And there was a storm before she left and all of her friends had already left in August and it was September. She left later. She went to a school on the East Coast. So she left later than most of her friends. And she was so antsy to get rolling with school. And so she was very, there was a lot of angst, a lot of stress. And then Harvey came and we couldn't get out of the city. And so that created even more angst and more conflict may not be the right word, but definitely a sense of stress on her 
because we were trying to figure out how to get her to school, how we were going to leave the city. The city was flooded and um, she was just very, very, very anxious to get up to school and get this stage of her life in motion, as were we. But um, it really took more of a toll on her. And that was more of the stress or pulling away that I felt. And when you say pulling away, I'm feeling that more with my youngest now than I did with my oldest. But there was stressful event leading up to her leaving. Mm. And then once she was there, then the stress then was reduced or because it was Harvey was here. Uh, the weather probably was good there. Yes, so, exactly. Okay. So once we actually got out of the city and got on the road and she knew she was going to make it to school on the do, you know, the deadline that she was supposed to be there, we all kind of had a sigh of relief. And so it was smooth sailing for the most part after that. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And so Laz here. Uh, so we'll talk about Alexandra in reference to the relationship now. So would you say that now that she's gone off and have successfully graduated, we're so proud of her. Um, would you say that the relationship now is more in a sense of um, independence or interdependent and when I mentioned interdependent I'm thinking uh, you know because that's where I I love the connection between uh, my daughters and myself whereas they're still I mean they're you know even if they're asking for a recipe or even if they're asking you know oh, can you help me with these you know they'll ask my husband about tax questions or or things such as that that interdependence place is really really nice but but sometimes when teens leave um, school and they're off on their own, it, it, it can even either go two routes. There's more of that independence that they're striving and really yearning for, or they feel comfortable in that interdependence phase. What would you say that's like for you right now? You're listening to Your Pointers for Parents podcast, where we support parents with anxiety as it relates to teens transitioning out of the home after high school. To get additional tips tossed and or gems dropped, subscribe to our weekly emails by clicking on the link below. Now back to your Pointers for Parents podcast. I would definitely say that it's interdependence mm -hmm. with Alexandra. Uh, she's very independent. I mean, she's a nurse in New York City. I mean, I'm not sure how much more independent she could be, but mm -hmm. our relationship is very intertwined. Mm. And so now that she is an adult, she's now become more of a friend to me. I'm still the mother. I still try to guide her, but I guide her from a the an experience perspective as opposed to a parenting perspective. And so she calls me now to, you know, talk about should I spend this money on X or should I spend it on Y? And she calls me to ask me about sometimes how diplomatically to handle work um, situations. And I call her um, for some perspective into my younger teen 
law. And so there is definitely more of a relationship of peer to peer than there ever has been. And it's a wonderful relationship. It's like having the best of you in someone who you really appreciate and really love. And she definitely is the best of John and me. And I really do respect her and I respect her opinion and, you know, just her perspective on things. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And and that's, you're describing another piece that um, parents are typically unprepared for because that's an adjustment in itself, moving from that of a cop to a coach. Absolutely. Or, or that of a manager to a mentor. It's a it's it's an evolving um, type of interaction. Um, whereas if we as parents can begin those adjustment phases while they're away and staying connected and in tune with them, then we're better for it when they graduate. So that is so awesome. I love that description. I love I love that those thoughts you just shared. So now. Now that law will be leaving at some point soon and you are drifting into that empty nesting stage, you and that amazing hubby of yours. Uh, so what does that look like for you as you, and, and I, I think about reinventing yourself, but really like you've been an entrepreneur all along. So can you share just a little bit about what you foresee as you move forward reinventing or reestablish yourself. And then after that, tell us more about this business, please. This interior design. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Okay. So with um, Alexandra, she leaves. I still have two at home. You're transitioning, but it's almost seamless in the fact that you're still managing a, you know, a someone in college, you still have your kids at home. So that was so different than now. So now Lauren's leaving. My son left two years ago. So now I'm truly going to be an empty nester. And I will tell you, for 20 years, I have dreaded my kids leaving. The thought of them leaving, you might as well have, you know, taken my heart out because I couldn't imagine being without my kids. I mean, they were everything to me and spent so much time in games, basketball, volleyball, you know, baseball, everything, basketball that all of my kids did. And so for that to halt and none of that to be going on, none of that to look forward to, because I did enjoy that. I mean, I know some parents felt like that was a lot, but I did enjoy going to the games. I loved being a part of that, you know, high school community. And and just uh, we always had great uh, teammates and, you know, just the relationship that you and I established was so special. And I just love that aspect of my life. So now, Lauren, going off um, all of these years, I have dreaded it. What I have found is that the Lord does prepare you. I really, truly feel like he has given me a preparation for her to leave. And and there's a couple of reasons for that. 
my business is expanding right now. And now I feel like I really will have the time that my business has always needed. Now I really will be able to put 100% of my focus on that when I am at work. Because for the last 20 years, it's always been, okay, I'm at work. But if that phone rings and it's a child and they're sick or they require, you know, uh a book at school or whatever it is that they needed, I was always available and ready and jumping. And then of course, when they came home, it was dinner on the table. It was dinner as a family and it was um, hunkering down again to do the same thing the next day. But now I find myself, I'm, I'm going to open a office location, which I've always officed out of my house because I've always wanted to be available for the kids. Now I'm opening a new location and I am expanding my business. I've hired more people. And that as that for me personally has helped. But at the same time, and when I say the Lord prepares you, Lauren is ready to go. She is she is pulling away. She is ready to be independent. She's ready for me to stop parenting her every second of every day because I don't care how old she gets. Mm. I have a tendency. I just want one last bit of wisdom on you. Let me, you know, just tell you one last thing before you go out. Let me tell you one more time just to be careful. And the biggest thing that I think the way I feel like the Lord has prepared me, if I have to wait up one more night, until 1 p.m. for a child to get in, it will not be too soon for them to be out of the nest. Mm-hmm. So get a decent night's sleep. So there is uh, a holding on. You hold them so tight. You hold them so tight. And you want to keep them safe. And you want to do everything you can. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for them to go. And now... I am ready. I am tired of being up. I'm tired of holding so tight. I need to now open up and release them to maturing, release them to God Mm -hmm. and pray that I have done my job. And that's where I am. And there's a lot of freedom in that. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot of freedom and feeling like you can finally do that. I never thought I would. I never thought I would be that kind of parent that would be, okay, I've done my job. But now I realize that that's, that is my job now. Mm-hmm. My job is to let go. Mm-hmm. That is so, so powerful. That is so powerful. Uh, And it could be that situations and circumstances are as such to help us as parents be able to release. Because if it were more pleasant, then we'd want to grip more and longer and harder. Whereas if there's that mm, slight tension here and there, then it helps us and prepares us emotionally, psychologically, all of that. Um, something else that could be helpful is any piece of wisdom that surfaces between now and the date that she launches. I jot that down, jot that down, jot that down. And then prior to her leaving, like a week before, I'd organize all of those thoughts in a nice launch letter. And so that way, when it's down on paper, 
in a chorus. She'll hear your voice as she's reading those words. As you leave that in her hand when you're departing the campus. That's a wonderful idea, Michelle. I love that. And so between that. now and then, between now and her leaving, uh, as opposed to speaking it, speaking it, speaking it, you know, where it's, it may draw more and more distance, like, ah, oh, then you know that it's in that letter. And that's that she'll great see idea. it and she'll know it. And then you can walk away feeling good that all of the wisdom that she already knows and what she'll see and be reminded of. That's wonderful. I love she'll it. To, she'll be able to embrace it. So you are such, you know what? We've had great conversations, whether it's on the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> whether it's texting, <laughs> whether it's organizing baskets <laughs> for the team. Well, you are and full all. of wonderful wisdom mm. and you just have a wonderful, wonderful peace and just way about you that's very special. Oh, praise God. Thank you so much, my friend. I so appreciate that. So listen, I'd like to just ask one further question. Oh, and then, okay. and then, you know what, before I ask that final question. So, you know, did you speak maybe just a little bit about your business? I'm seeing some, you mentioned that you were going to expand, but those curtains, listen, tell us about, is there anything you want to show us? If not, tell us about those curtains behind you. Listen, you are doing it. You're doing it, my friend. <laughs> well, I have this year felt doubly blessed because mm -hmm. I have had a lot of good things happen. And I have mm -hmm. great clients who are wonderful friends who mm -hmm. have, um, you know, but put their faith in me to help them with beautiful homes that are second homes and in Florida. And I'm working on one in Aspen and mm -hmm. another, um, you know, big home here in West U that I've been uh, working on. So I have a lot in the works and have hired, you know, new people. So I really am feeling like not only am I entering a new phase of my life, uh, personally, I'm entering a new phase of my business. So mm. these draperies behind me are custom draperies that L. Pearson Design has done with beautiful Fabricut trim on them. Mm. And you see these uh, pretty pillows. I love these pillows, which are mm -hmm. Schumacher fabric. And then my animal print pillows are uh, Scalamandre. So all my faves. Yay. Awesome. Awesome. You had an antique shop at one point, born and raised I in Mississippi, did. but you were in New Orleans. And so, yes. so loving everything old and new. Absolutely. You can't be from Mississippi and, you know, live in New Orleans without appreciating mm -hmm. antiques. And so I have had a passion for 40 years to, you know, mix the old with the new and make elements that are that are um, pertinent to my generation, but mm -hmm. also bringing in some of the past that were my parents and my grandparents generation, making things special, while all at the same time making them relevant and updated. I love that. Uh, so listen, listeners, you all can't be missed. L. Pearson Design. Listen, you can't be missed. Despite your age, you can't, you can't, you can't. So one final question, and then we will conclude our podcast. I see I can talk with uh, Lori all day long. And so tell us this. What piece of advice would you give to parents 
for the very first time, their team will be leaving in August. And this could even be for some listeners who are, their teens are entering into their senior year right now. And so for the next school year, they're thinking, oh my goodness, and twiddling their thumbs, what am I going to do? There are ways to become prepared. So what advice would you give them, Laurie? Well, the biggest piece of advice, and this is something that my husband and I talked about a lot, these kids will mature. Their frontal lobe will develop. They are not who the Lord meant them to be at 18, but they will get there. And remember that. Remember that they're not done yet and that the relationship is the most important thing. Whether they're picking up the cups out of their room or picking up their laundry or abiding by every rule that you've set in the house is immaterial to the relationship. Keep the relationship intact. Keep the relationship open line of communication. Do everything in a loving way, as loving as you possibly can with someone that is irritating you by not following the rules. And remember, they will mature out of this. The relationship, if completely broken, may not, but they will mature out of it. And you want that relationship to always be intact as they do. Ah, that is impactful. And I was just jotting down some of these tips tossed and gems dropped. You talk about having the best of you in that team after they've graduated from high school. And, and we can look forward to that. Also, that undeveloped frontal, prefrontal cortex. And that typically doesn't develop until the age of 25. So there, there's more time, whereas they're facing lots and lots of situations with an undeveloped brain. And so let's show grace and let's show mercy towards that. And then also that relationship. It's more important about the relationship. Okay, so we know that a, a Hershey's wrapper may be up under the bed. Or we, we know that a Reese's or a Kit Kat, we know that those things may wind up in the bedroom. But the relationship is key. I love that, Laurie. And I love you. I so appreciate you coming on. I really, really Love you, Michelle, um, well, so much. Uh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, listeners, thank you for having me. <laughs> you are so, so welcome. So, for those listeners who have tuned in to Pointers for Podcasts, you've heard it right here from an entrepreneur, a mother, a loving person herself. If you'd like to go ahead and if you have any extra questions, then she's at L. Pearson Design. You'll want to get in contact with her or for any decorating needs, any designing needs, you see that where, uh, where she is and also the design that she has behind her is phenomenal. So until next time, we will be back. I think it's on Instagram and then it'll also be on Facebook. So if you want to rehear this message, then please feel free. Again, Laurie, thank you so very much. Uh, Love you so much, and thank you for everything. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Bye. Pointers for Parents Podcast.